Hey, yo, welcome back to the High Kicks Podcast, and welcome if you're new and it's your first episode. Uh, Carl, how does Europa League feel? Um, bite me. By the that way, is, Carl's a Man U supporter, so... That is the only uh, words I can think of. All I can think of is um, currently sixth place. So I'm Yeah, not, I mean, I'm that's fair. I'm really happy about that. But... And the final game in your group is going to finish off tomorrow, about an hour after we upload. So there's always a chance, but... You're probably I doubt PSG is losing to Istanbul, but yeah, they're we, not making you optimistic. Right. Should boy, we still won one against PSG surprisingly. Like, yes, I'll, but I'll, you lost to them. You lost to Istanbul. <laughs> you beat Leipzig. You beat PSG, and then you lost to Istanbul. We also lost again to Leipzig. I know. Yeah, that was whack. All right, so to to flip that for you and make you a little happy, Bruno's performance this weekend was absurd. If we're talking about the GOAT of Man United currently, it has to be Bruno over any other player by far. I mean, he's the best player on that squad, bar none. Yeah, but of the total um, player of the months for the team... He's gotten, like, almost all of them since he's been there. He has i'm pretty sure six of eight or something something it's something crazy like that but he's been the best player on there he showed up in the second half right when he touched the pitch came onto the pitch and just started shredding that team yeah like possession change shredding momentum shifted everything like you started watching Pogba play better you started watching everyone play better on the entire field and I I just think they need to do more of what they did like I guess the 4-3-3 really worked for them that game was like a tale of two halves like completely I called last week that I thought West Ham was gonna win and I'm like ooh, I might be right Carl's gonna be annoyed and then (laughs) it was 3-1 and I was like oh, I still got the Chelsea-Leeds game. And then Bamford scored, like, right in the beginning. And I was like, ooh, and then that also ended 3-1. Yeah, I was super optimistic. I was super optimistic about the Leeds game. And they literally just won up Man U entirely. So Man U played a dominant performance in the second half, and Chelsea literally just played a dominant performance and was like, hey, um, you can score in, like, the second minute, but, like... Actually, I, I have to retract that a little bit. Leeds had a lot of really good chances early in that game. That finish by Bamford. Oh, like Bamford is showing that he's he, a top-class striker, period. He beat he beat Mendy bad. Mm-hmm. No one's been able to beat Mendy bad. Yeah, Mendy is currently... I, he's in some of the best form. Him and Kaylor yes. Navas are like tops with uh, clean sheets right yeah, now. Yeah, with clean sheets right now. I mm-hmm. think so. But... uh. Definitely not as good as Kaylor Navas, but... Kaylor Navas has just been a model of consistency. But before we stray away, I'm going to I'm gonna bring it back because yes. we were talking about dominant performances. Yes, yes, yes. It was great to watch the Liverpool faithful come uh, back to Anfield 
and get to see the team just slaughter wolves. Yeah, they were just super dominant. Like there, there was just nothing wolves could do. Period. Nothing, and I kind of feel bad for Semedo on the own goal at the end, but at the same time, in what world is Mane not gonna finish that? Like, <laughs> yeah. So I think that was probably a goal either way. I wanted Podence to do better just because of his form recently, but oh my god, Podence took a cheeky, cheeky shot, like lifted it to the back post, like top corner. <laughs> And Kevin Kelleher, out of nowhere. Bro, he had a game. <laughs> and he's like, who? Who? What, what, you want to say his name again? I'm pretty sure it's Kelman Kelleher. <laughs> Champions League debut this past week was a clean sheet. Yeah. And then his Prem debut. Clean sheet. 4-0 win. Was a 4-0 clean sheet. And in each game, he made incredible saves. So it's literally the Klopp effect. The man just changes teams. He just shifts tides. You can see the way that Dortmund has shifted since he was there, even Mm -hmm. though they're under new management now. What he did is even leading to what they are now. And they are. What he does is he establishes faith in the youth. Exactly, and, and when you establish so faith in the youth, you grow your academy and you set the club up for long-term success. Yeah, he did it at Dortmund first, which is a massive club, which is a massive training ground club. But it's become that. What he's done at Liverpool, yeah. Watching Trent Alexander-Arnold come up under him. watching Now watching Curtis Jones come up. And seeing Reese Williams and Nat Phillips and Nico Williams. All of them, when they get their chances... Yeah, they're disgusting. I they understand. play well because they feel like Klopp is confident in them. The only reason why I'm sounding petty is because I'm a Man U supporter and our young talent has been dwindling... But we also have, like, Greenwood and other players recently who I really hope are going to start popping off. I want to mention a game real quick. Uh, Crystal Palace versus West Brom. Um, Slaughter. Slaughter. Yes, so uh, our man, our, our myth, our legend, the goalkeeper, Johnston, wrecked. All right, so let's just move on from that. Wilf Zaha scored two. <laughs> And Benteke, Christian Benteke, scored two. Benteke and was a really man of the match. Game. Benteke yeah. had a really good game. That was a slaughter. They just played really well. Also the red card, but like... I gotta jump out real quick, well. just speaking of slaughters. I've just been doing quick updates on Rangers every week. They had another 4-0 win. That raises their goal differential to 42 through 16 matches. Yeah, 45-4-3 against... With 14 wins and two draws. Speaking of another team keeping up form, AC Milan, as well as Tottenham. Yeah, I was going to jump back into Tottenham because... Yeah. <sighs> Bro. Like, they're they're keeping up the strategy. They're keeping up the high pressure. The Mourinho ball. 
Yeah, the high pressure, just chill back and then yeet on the counter. And when you have a son and cane, yeah, exactly. And they're both you can counter anyone. Mind. You can counter anyone. We have to mention the man, the myth, the legend, Hoiberg, who's been shooting at like a ninety percent clip passes. Passing. Yeah, bro. I, mention. I, I just got. I don't get it. I brought it up last week. Just saying. Yeah, you just did saying. bring it up. But, like, he's team of the season potential at this point. So, I, I don't, fair. like, he is holding down the midfield. And mm-hmm. I remember you made a comparison of him to Fabregas. Like, of course, not that, like, level, but that extent of a position in the midfield. He's sort of filling that role very similarly. And also, his passing has... He's just, he's that trademark... It's been that Mourinho CDM, but he's that trademark Mourinho CDM. Yeah, he, he's he, perfect. He's scrappy. He's strong. He's good at passing. This team is literally built for Mourinho, and like he, he I'm, did a I'm, good job. I'm he upset that job. they got rid of like a couple people. Like I really liked Erickson. I thought he was like a great person, but he was just asking for too much money. And, like, with the pickup of, like, Bale and a couple other players, like, even though Bale's not playing, like, he can always come on and actually make, like, a little bit of a difference. He's not the player he once was. But they have enough backups that, like... They don't only have depth, but they have Mourinho depth. I think the main thing... So they have have players that can fill in at each position, like, the way he needs them to. Not a lot of managers have that luxury. Yeah, that's fair. A lot of... People can't say that they can play under a Mourinho system like that. Correct. I want to mention a team that hasn't been keeping up form, but can still get ahead of Man U if we aren't careful. Um, Everton. They've just kind of been Everton lately. They're, yeah, they're they're becoming more and more stagnant week in and week out, and I think it's primarily because of the injury to Dignity. I mean that's huge. Like I, that you've was been raving about him. Such a massive blow to that like defense. They're also, literally... speaking of sorry, sorry, but speaking speaking You're of right. raving about, so I've been raving about Melier all year. Yeah, I have to say, dude made some mistakes in the game. All right, I'm gonna be honest. He he did all he could. No, no, no. Like I'm not trying to blame him. I'm just saying he made some stupid like plays with his feet. But that double save on Werner. Oh, uh, yeah, no. I know exactly what you're talking oh about. Oh, my God. You're allowed to make mistakes if they don't lead to goals if you do that later. Despite me saying, and despite the way that the game actually like went on, Leeds still had 54% possession. Well, that's what they do. They outpossess Liverpool when they play Liverpool. Bro, they are. That's just, how Bielsa plays. They are just a different kind of team. They yes. they're gonna stay in the prem for a long time. The way they're playing, Hopefully. no matter what. Hopefully. Nah, they're 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 playing a a kind of way that like it, it's different than the way that like Leicester played. That was sort of like suspicious. Like even yeah. though Leicester's still around, Leicester was like one of those teams where like. That method doesn't always work if you don't have the right lineup. The way and that they're to playing, be fair, like, like you, Fulham, Burnley, West Brom, and Sheffield, 
are firmly below everybody else. Yes. And but but that's also this year. So we have to see the sophomore schwamp. Hold on, above them is Brighton at sixteen. Yeah. And then Arsenal. Oh, I love where you just went with that. Yeah, no, they're trash. Yeah, I agree entirely. Hopefully, I mean, I'm they... not calling them trash. I'm just saying they're in 15th. Yeah, no, I'm calling them trash because I hate Arsenal. Um, <laughs> they're they're a win out of 10th. No, 11th. All I know is that they're more than two wins behind Man U. So I'm pretty happy where I am. Yo, yeah. what if, what if? Definitely will never happen. What if what? Arsenal will get relegated. I mean, I don't think that would happen. And then I think it would be potentially one of the least exciting championship seasons. Oh, I didn't even think about it from that perspective. Yeah. But they'd lose so much money. I don't know if they'd be able to keep a lot of their like key players and a lot of people would just sign off. But their yeah, young maybe. talent would still but have that... enough potential to run through the championship. Okay, but Carl, Carl, like twice Carl, over. Carl, Carl, Carl. Arsenal just re- is a top Just remember, side. Arsenal is a top side. I, yes. I do know. I do. Just know. remember what you're talking about here. I, I do know, but like, I want to. I want. They're meme. more likely to catch form at some point than like than anyone else in the table because of the... their position. Just, yeah, around where they are. Like, they could climb just because they could climb. Yeah, they could pass Leeds. Even though they haven't won in a while. Yeah. Leeds' form is sort of depressing, but that's also because they've been bursting, like, top clubs that have sort of figured them out. So, I think when they start yeah. bursting, the West Broms, hopefully they, they pick their form back up. But Did you, you see Vardy's celebration for his late winner this weekend? No, I didn't actually see it. What was it? So, before I tell you what the celebration is, here's a little background. Jamie Vardy grew up a Sheffield Wednesday supporter. Okay. This game was against Sheffield United. Yeah. They don't like each other very, very obviously because, you know, Sheffield. Yeah. Jamie Vardy scored a late winner and then slide tackled the corner flag and snapped I it. watched that. That was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. You got a yellow card for that. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of Vardy, um, I'm going to use this as a little transition. I was checking out this article this week that I told you to read about under underappreciated players, Premier League club sports. So um, I want to give a... I got I just sorry to cut you off before you even started, but yeah. I got to just give a shout. Like, it's really well written. And they make some really great points. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I really like their segment on Jorginho Wignaldum. Yeah, it may, as a Liverpool supporter, it made me kind of rethink. I kind of take him for granted. I He's... never take him as, for granted because he can start on any other team. And I've known that since the day. I've, I've known that, but when you, when, you, when you talk about the the superb top 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 class players on liverpool his name doesn't usually come up very quickly and he is an incredibly skilled finisher did you see his shot this weekend 
Well, I I just know. Like, you, I know, you don't but do that. Like, it was just an example. I mean, but he's a big game player. He can play multiple positions. He's just that kind of guy that just does whatever you need. Another player who really has been popping up uh, more recently is Kalinoglu for... Um... So he's a very good cam, left mid, right mid, and probably one of the, I, I, of, he's top five free kick takers on the planet Earth. He is nuts. He can put a ball in your helmet if, like, you're holding, like, a football helmet. uh, American football, for clarification. Yeah, 400 yards away. Like, that's a little far. Yeah, I'm I'm hyping him up a little bit. I know you are. The dude's nuts. Like I I've yeah. loved him on that team forever, but um recently he's really been popping off. So I want to also give him a shout out. He was mentioned in this article. I learned a lot from the two paragraphs on James Ward Prowse. Yeah, I'm one of the I I have to admit, even though we've talked about him, I've really only seen much of his free kicks. I haven't really gone deeper into his numbers but he's performing this he's year. performing like 73 yeah. percent tackle success 25 mm-hmm. percent accurate crosses when he plays that many crosses and almost 250 premier league appearances at 26 yeah no he's absolutely nuts right now uh-huh. like he he deserves real recognition for being legit yeah uh this person mentioned uh aaron ramsey within the article like sure like i'll I'll give it to him he said he's welsh so like i'll I'll give him that bias any day of the week like and you gotta admit bail just because i mean aaron ramsey on a good healthy day which are few and far between yeah i like the joke of that are written his legs are made of glass because I mean it's hard I mean it's hard to say that he's underappreciated necessarily because when because you're of hurt his a impact lot on yeah. the team when he's actually playing he is absolutely nuts in that midfield when he yeah. plays but like mm-hmm. few and far between performances don't get you that recognition yeah exactly just like Dembele right now like he he may be popping off while he's healthy for a little bit oh wow like how long so, will that last so the same guy who wrote about Aaron Ramsey put Jamie Vardy on this list. Yeah, he sort of he sort of put some like more obvious players in, and uh, and Vardy. I agree he also as to put what Muller and but also, he puts he puts Vardy on this list for overall underappreciation. Yeah, that's fair. Jamie Jamie like, Vardy is an all time Premier League striker. Yes, and I've known that since he's touched the Premier League just because of the I way. Mean, like, yes, year in year. You out. know it. You know it. I know it. Ben Whedon knows it. Like people just can't doubt him. Like whenever yeah. a team versus him, he he has the potential to score a hat trick any day. He is fast enough. He is strong enough. He has a good enough shot. Any team can get a hat trick scored against. Like sorry, that's just Jamie Vardy any day of the week. They mentioned uh, Olivier Giroud. Also a player that you have to worry about scoring a random hat trick against you any day of the week. It, like, 
So, some of these are more obvious, but they are very good points just because, like, you you have to watch out for them any day. Like, Muller, I mean, you have Giroux, to watch out. Giroud is really actually underappreciated. That's entirely true. He's a top-class striker, and he has shown that. Well, he should honestly be starting on a team. I don't understand how he hasn't been starting Based on, on his form, I would start him over Tammy. Yeah. But I'd also start Werner up top and start like implementing that system in with Pulisic on the left, Zayic on the right, Werner up top, and the man, the myth, the legend, the German in the mid. You've dished out the man, the myth, the legend a lot this, this episode. Yeah, I don't know why, but screw it. It works. Okay. <laughs> it, it's my describer today. I, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta also mention in this article, Ben Mee gets talked about. Yeah, he's been playing. My really mom good. started talking about him last year. She was like, "That dude's good." And for anyone who is, my mom knows her shit when it comes to sports. She's where I get it from. I started yeah. paying a little bit more attention to him after she said that. Still, like. He's absolutely nuts. He's he's not I wouldn't go with absolutely nuts, but he holds it down. He's what you need. That's he plays, sort of what you need, like out of Prem team, and he's playing for a lesser side, so throw him yeah. in a better side, like, and he's absolutely nuts. Like he is doing exactly what a team needs. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. impressed by him entirely. So there's two more on this list. We got we got yeah. We got Eves Basuma of Brighton. Yeah. And I I have to admit, I haven't watched as much Brighton as I would have liked to. Everybody knows Ben White and Tariq Lamptey have been absolutely balling. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to check this out. I I'm want to watch them. to go to a bigger team so I can yeah. see him just but ball I, out. I want to now take a look at Basuma, watch some highlights. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but... Yeah. Everything has been spot on so far, and I just haven't had the time to check them out. Yeah. So we got to get to the last one on the list, uh, and okay. I I saved it for last on purpose. I have the article in front of me. Thomas Muller. Made oh, I mentioned list. Muller earlier, but yeah. Yeah, but we didn't go in depth about it. That's fair. Yeah, Muller's on that list. I don't think he deserves to be on that list. He should be the most appreciated man in Europe, period. He should be. Yeah, but, but like, it's fine that he isn't, because Bayern fans know. So that's all you need. If your supporters know, that's all you need. That's fair. That's fair. And... And also the German team knows. Like, bro, they would literally bring him back in an instant with the way that they performed without him. Yeah, I think this is more of a mention of the people who over the last couple of years have said that he's fallen off and he's done. Bro, I yeah. But like it's, we, it's we just have the, to poop on the I like people. the point I like I, the point that he makes though where it's not that he's got pace or footwork mm-hmm. or he's a great passer. Oh but like he if has you don't all of if you them don't in like small hints. So Yeah, he he's a stealth bomber. I'm right. quoting word for word from yeah. Ben's writing. Accurate. 
He's a stealth bomber. You never know when he's just... He's going to do everything and nothing at the same time. He's going to pop in, like, hit you with the dribble, and then just lay it off for Lewandowski, and it may not be showing up, but he literally just created, like, four plays. He, yeah. he He's nuts. Also, yeah. something I want to talk about is Digne is still uh, number four in assists even since his injury. So, yeah. 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 I mean that injury. That injury because we I kind of cut you off while you were talking about that earlier. That injury is huge. Yeah, that. I, I think Lucas Digne's international or I guess world football stock is gonna g- grow during this injury because it's gonna show how important he is to that team's success. Honestly, I think he's going to get more recognition than any other left back in the prem after he comes back if he comes back in any some sort of form that he went into the injury with i would agree with that i would agree with that because honestly he was playing like the best left back in the prem and yeah that, that's a big thing because mendy's starting to play well for man city like I'm, I'm not saying he's playing like as well as mendy for like real if you had to guess, and I don't know if this holds up after this past weekend, but heading into this weekend, mm-hmm. which left back in the Premier League do you think created the most offensive chances? Most offensive? Like the most chances. Created the most chances as a left back in the Premier League. Ben Cholo. No. Andy? No. Who? Aaron Cresswell of West Ham. Wow. I'm surprised, honestly. And he was playing really, really, really well this weekend, too. He literally has three assists on the season. He has three assists and even more chances created. Bro, he's a solid player. But, like, a lot of players are now showing up. Like, I feel like someone also underappreciated that wasn't mentioned on the list, but is also ranked number 10 in goals on the season is Danny Ings for Southampton like year oh, in yeah. year out a constant oh, yeah. goal scorer constant top of the table uh, yep. top, top of the goal scoring table ne- never actually top of the table like come on underappreciated if we continue um, Lucas Fabianski at West Ham mm-hmm. I agree with that fantastic goalkeeper also um, Ogbana for West Ham really solid like if he was on a different team he'd get a different kind of recognition but like he also is sort of older and has had some injuries so not fully like accurate yeah i mean this isn't really underappreciated but we've just been saying this every week and our jaw is dropping to the floor more and more harry kane leads the prem with 10 assists through 11 matches. Oh, and um, he's starting to get more goals, too. Uh, currently tied with Bamford for fifth. That is insane. Bruh. Like. There are a couple players who are currently having more goals and assists, so goal contributions, than um, games played. I'm pretty sure it's Bruno 
Harry Kane. I'm talking about specifically in the Prem, by the way. Bruno has it by one. He has 11 yeah. involvements and 10 played. Kane Dominic is... Calvert-Lewin has 11 oh, goals through 11 games, and I think he has an assist at some, somewhere. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure Son is up there just like Lewin, uh, also doing that, and then Kane. I don't know if any other player has that. And, like, that's an insane statistic to hold right now. So, just considering. Yeah. I I just don't get it. How are these dudes doing this? Spurs are in incredible form. Yeah. I, I just don't get that, though. They are by far deserving of that number one spot. And it pisses me off so much. Wait, wait, wait. You want to hear something funny? What? So, Lampard gave Kepa the start today in the Champions League uh-huh. against um, Krasnodar, and I don't know if I pronounced that right, and I think I said the same thing last week. It was a draw. Kepa sucks eggs. Dortmund fell behind to Zenit and then came back. Not really a surprise. Nah, that's just Dortmund. Juve rolled into Camp Nou. All right, Juve actually... Winning 3-0 is very surprising. But, like, not surprising I mean, surprising it was two pens and then a Weston McKinney goal. Well, it's also not surprising just because of the form that Barca have been in. Like, yeah. they aren't even close to first in the table. Like, sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, and what I, I opened I opened with this with roasting you, but I just have to say it again. The Leipzig beating United and most likely sending you to the Europa League. Have fun. Wait, so, like, we can't get Champions League next year no matter what? No, no, no. Sending you the Europa League this year. Oh. If you come in third in your group, you drop down. Hopefully we win the Europa League. Woo. Madrid might end up there, too. Uh, the way Madrid have been playing, I think even, man, you could beat them. <laughs> Bro, you I'm... guys do play better in Europe. Yeah, we, we play a lot better in Europe, especially against, like, random top sides for yeah, some that's reason. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, for some reason. I, I don't get it. Like, Rashford shows up every single time he goes to Paris. Bruno is outperforms everyone. Pogba is performs better. So I'm looking at next week's games. We got a couple good ones. Leeds-West Ham could be exciting on Friday. That's really kind of all I got for that one. It's not uh, really a super big game. It just could be an exciting one. Uh, we got a Manchester Derby. Yeah. There, there we go. There we go. Now you're talking about something really, interesting. I don't know how interesting that's going to be. Um. Yeah, I agree with that, but fuck you. Hopefully we win. <laughs> fuck Man City. Uh, Keep it going. Wow. Uh, we got Everton and Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea. Keep it going. What else is big? Who are Liverpool playing? They're, they're playing... Fulham. Fulham. Yeah. Leicester and Brighton could be exciting. We're Leicester and Brighton. Yes. Yeah, I can see that. Yes. Who's West Ham playing? Leeds, on Friday. So, tie? I don't know. That game could be anything. What I love about Leeds is any Leeds game could turn out in any way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, every single time West Ham plays, tie. I mean, they just lost 3-1 to you. Yeah, but, like, tie. Sure. 
I mean, I think we're week... good right now. Like, like we need better. I know, form. and they lost. I know, and they lost three one to Man U. So you can't say they're gonna draw every game they play. But they're like that kind of team where it's like they yeah. can no matter what. Also, after this weekend, we jump into the Christmas slate where there is prem like every day. That's gonna be fun. I'm so excited. Hopefully, Except for man, you pull I, ahead. I also hope all the players stay healthy through the crowded fixture list because that wouldn't be fun. You know what um, I really want? What? The transfer window to hurry up. Well, you want Ahmad Chore. I want more than that, hopefully. I, well, yeah, but he's already yours and he's coming. That's actually facts. And he's I, good. I want Sandro, but too. I don't know if that's going to happen. What I, do you mean? His form hasn't been keeping up. I know, but Dortmund are still going to ask a lot of money. I know, but his value actually dropped. It might happen next summer. I just don't know if it'll happen in January. Yeah, I, I yeah. see that. Yeah. It's just a big move for uh, January. I mean, yeah. they bought Bruno last January, but still. Yeah, they're they're willing to drop money whenever. That's not really, like, subject. Yeah. I think that kind of wraps it up. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Uh, If you guys are new, thanks for checking us out. We got new episodes that come out every Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Adios.